What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. That's Casino. I'm Will. I had to start the podcast quickly because <sighs> Casino was already starting to get into it. Uh, yes. First news of the day, Casino. We're recording this on Wednesday. We'll, I'll release it uh, tomorrow on Thursday, so you'll be hearing this Thursday morning. We just are recording. I mean, not uh, this is pure coincidental, but we are recording mere what hour a couple uh i think it's an hour at most after aaron Rodgers is on the pat mcafee show uh it's casino i'm gonna shut this door just go go no he's just i can't stand him he does this is pure aaron Rodgers. he's got the entire media on a fucking hook i just can't i can't stand him he's one of my he's up there with some of my least favorite people that have ever roamed this earth. I just can't stand this man. <laughs> I just can't. It's it's annoying. I mean, is he a good quarterback? Sure. But, well, yeah, according oh to gosh. him, he's the best Packers player in uh, Packers history. Did you hear that little tidbit? I did hear I all mean, that tidbit. It's it's crazy. So, I'm just, I'm tired of it where every, all these people are coming out. Oh, well, Rodgers is going to the Jets. He is committed to the Jets. He just said, yeah, I mean, the plan is to play with the Jets. That doesn't say that does not mean that he's playing with the Jets because they're still trying to figure shit out. And that doesn't mean they're going to figure shit out. He's just toying with them. He's just toying with everybody as he always does. And I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. And I, I hate how people just love it and just want to gargle his freaking nutsack about everything. I mean, he's it's working. We're fucking talking about him. We're talking about him. He, he's getting his wish because whether it's good media or bad media, he's still getting his goddamn wish that people are still talking about him. I can't stand him. I was hoping he retired. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. That, he, BJ wanted to start the show uh, re- really, really, really fast uh, just because we turned we turned on the, the cameras to just me and him, and we just started immediately talking about it. I just can't stand the guy. I'm talking about you. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers either, but I can't stand you either. So, I mean, uh, I've, I've known both of these for forever. But so you, you go for it. Now you go your little bit of rant. I said what I had to say. Now we'll get into like the. I'll actually talk in a calm manner about his situation, but <laughs> hold on. Um, well, while you're, you're he's going to help his kid, um, so with with him. Okay. Uh, Let me give that to Grandma. Uh, with him, I, I had a couple of thoughts on what he was going to do with this delay before he went on the Pat McAfee show. Was um, he's got a year left in his contract with the Packers? Does is he really going to leave? Um, I was listening to yes. um, a, a, another this guy interview on, he's on radio. Leaving. Yeah, um, Colin Coward. I enjoy watching his show, and I was listening to it today on the radio while I was driving around town. And he brings up a good point where it was like Rogers just did this thing to he he came out saying that he likes Lazard um, uh, he likes uh, oh my gosh why am I blanking Randall Cobb no uh, Cobb but what was the coach's name that he just got the offensive coordinator job for um, for the Jets yes I hold on I'll look it up oh my gosh I'm I'm totally blanking on his spacing because I've I've been in such a tizzy with this situation. Um, but Aaron Rodgers did that thing to where he was like, hey, like, want to go to the Jets? And, you know, I want my guys to get their contracts, to get their deals. 
and he got that. But that doesn't mean that he's going to go. He helped out the players that he hack it. Thank you, because I couldn't hack it when I had to figure out his name. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Boo. Um, but yeah, like so he got them. Like Hackett was pretty much unhirable. Like he's awful, and he got him a coordinator job. With the, <laughs> and then Lazard's going to the Jets on a deal that I didn't see really coming. Like. Rodgers does this. He gets people contracts that he likes. He gets them paid. He gets them in positions. But then, because everybody expects Rodgers is going to follow through with what he's talking about. Does it sound like he's going to go to the Jets? Yes. Am, am I 100% convinced he's going to the Jets? No, I'm not. He what, could retire. Um, or what play percentage points year. would you so, put on it? Going to the Jets? I don't know. 60, 60%. And then about... 30% still playing for the Packers and then the rest retiring. Uh, reason I say that is hmm. I think there's an issue. Like, so he came out and basic, the rumors out there are basically it's trying to see the compensation from the Jets and the Packers on who gets what and, and all of that. Um, I was wondering if it was also maybe a possible, they want two years out of Rogers and Rogers only wants to play one more year regardless if it was for the Packers or if it was for the Jets. But maybe that is something that could be stalling the initial talks. Not sure on that. So I finished all my conversation about Aaron Rodgers. Now I need to know what yours is because I've said everything I really want to say. And now my dog's going. I just <laughs> edited it for your kid. We started, oh, anyway. we started so fast. It's just been chaotic for the first 10 minutes of this. But first off, my... My whole issue with the argument thing here is he does that bullshit. Like, I believe it's, I don't really know the definition of gaslighting, but I'm pretty sure it's the definition of gaslighting where you're just like, oh, yeah. no, 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 you're, yeah, I'm not a victim here. I'm not a victim here. You're just a piece of shit and you treat me bad, but I'm not a victim. You've, you've done nothing wrong. And then it's like, what about that thing you just said? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true, but but it's not your fault. It's like that kind of bullshit where the whole time he was like – he even said this in the interview. He was like, listen, I'm not a victim, but there's a certain way to do things, and they did everything the wrong way to me, and it hurt my feelings because I love the Packers and everybody, and you, but and you know they so clearly don't want me back. They like, did everything the wrong way. Packers organization is – notorious for being one of the best organization ran organizations in the NFL for all of time. Like, like, like that organization, they, they just have things well put together, you know, whether that's getting the right people in and, you know, blah, 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 but how they treat the players for the most part, you know, all the, no, Aaron Rodgers is a goddamn outlier in this, in this organization like Green Bay is a phenomenal organization for anybody that wants to play there. Um, you you never hear bad things about the organization. The only thing, only time you ever hear organ issues with the organization is when you have these divas acting like fucking idiots. Well, um, let's not forget. God, let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers held the Packers hostage. What was it? The past two years over shit where it was like. I want more weapons. I want more this. I want more that. It's not about money. It's not about money. And then he signs one of the biggest contracts for that period of time for a quarterback. And then all of a sudden he was happy. 
So right. it was it's like, the, oh, so saying, you were just full of shit the whole time. Like you he's, just he's wanted full more of shit money. the whole time. He's full yeah. of shit the whole time. Like his whole darkness retreat, blah blah blah. He was saying that, oh, I was getting, re- I was ninety percent of the way to retirement before I went on my my darkness trip, and it's like, you know, shut the fuck up. No, you weren't. You're doing this all for a goddamn ploy, you asshole. Like, well, it's also that. But, but, here's thing. The, but here's the sad thing: is there's so many people that just eat that shit up, and they're like, they believe it. The, yeah. Fuck, the smart people out there, and we're us, neither of those. I'm, oh, <laughs> no. I was trying to help us out. No, but like, um, it, it's it's completely idiotic to think that he's sincere in everything that he's in anything that he says. It's all bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's all oh, bullshit. Yeah. It's all to get him money. It's all to get him paid. It's all for him to be in the media. And it's working. We're we're 10 minutes into the show, and I haven't shut up about him in the most <laughs> negative sense. He he has a gift. He has a gift for pe- to get people to talk about him negatively or positively. And I'm just over it. I'm over it. I just don't want to ever hear his name again. <laughs> also check your I'm done, I'm done. Uh, mic casino i think it shut off but no, it shouldn't have i have it plugged in it's all pl- I, I checked the settings then maybe it's my headphones i don't know again the first it's yeah no chaotic. i'm 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 Ooh. i'm through uh the the uh the, the snowball mic. we're we're all good okay uh but the thing that annoyed the fuck out of me again like him just being like oh man i was in this crazy uh hippie uh you know like underground thing i didn't have wi-fi for five days like i didn't know what was going on and then it's just like first off yes you did know what was going on right like there's 100 though because the thing that was going on was the same thing that was going on five days before you went on your retreat which is you're holding at this point five days ago it was three teams hostage right because it was raiders Packers and Jets. Now it's two teams hostage because, and then that thing where it's just like, oh, well, I definitely didn't give the Jets a uh, wish list of players I wanted uh, on the team. And then he's like, but we did have conversations about the players we'd want on the team. And then it's just like, okay, so you did. Like you did yeah. do that, like, but he just be like doing that bullshit thing of like where it's like trying to mean, make himself not say, the vi- yeah he's so he's not the victim he blames on everybody else if things don't get done. Yeah, well, then he did that thing where he's like, I'm not saying that I wanted those players or I wouldn't come, but I'm saying that I told the Jets the players I would want to play with, and it's just like those are the two, those are the two of the same things, like. Shut the fuck up. The interesting thing here is at this point, it honestly feels like Aaron Rodgers has no leverage whatsoever, right? It really feels like if they don't trade him, they can literally just put him on the bench and what, they're going to take like a little bit of a cap hit. But at this point, if you're like the GM of the Packers, would you you really sit? But would you really sit Aaron Rodgers? What? Would you really sit him? Would you really sit him though? I mean, well, well, no, because they're gonna look like they're gonna look at it from the perspective of where he's either gonna be a dickhead all season, right? Or where we want to get love in there, or he is 
uh, just going to be a wasted asset on the bench. So they're going to look for it. They're going to look at it in the way of we're not, we don't have anything with Aaron Rodgers right now because he clearly doesn't want to play with us. So let's try to get something for him from the Jets, which is the smarter thing to do. I'm just saying the funny thing to do would just be like, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers and he's sticking here. And then just see what the fucking chaos of unfolds of that. But I think you said 60% chance. I think it's like 99% chance he goes to the Jets. This Pat McAfee thing was supposed to be him being like, I'm announcing that I'm being traded to the Jets, like that kind of thing. Instead, he did this bullshit thing where he was like, oh, I was 90% retiring before I went in there. And then I came out and I had a new perspective. Again, you stayed in a hotel. You stayed in a hotel without Wi-Fi. Why is he acting like you went to the fucking middle of the Amazon jungle and just like was naked and afraid out there, like surviving? He went to a hotel. We've seen the hotel. It's like a hotel without a TV and Wi-Fi. And he's acting like, oh, man, I just went on this fucking... uh, I just went on this exhibition or uh, ex- expedition to the fucking top is. of Mount Everest. And I have this new perspective. <clears throat> it's like you stayed in a hotel underground. You stayed in a bunker. Like, shut the fuck up with this whole, like, this whole, my whole worldviews change. And it's like, really? You were 90% retiring. And in five days in a room where it gets dark, you have completely flipped where you're like, listen, now not only am I playing, but I'm playing for the Jets. Like, mm. what? Yeah. What? He's absolutely, and, he's, he's but just insane. I think it's, he's just insane. It, it's 99% he's going to the Jets. And the funny thing is, I don't think he'll do anything in the with the Jets. Like, Aaron Rodgers goes to the Jets. How much better of a team are they? So, like, they're going to be better. Of a, they're going. Here's the thing. They're going to be better than. They're going to be a better team, than with Aaron Rodgers than without him. That's well, obviously yeah. a guarantee. But the AFC is just so loaded. They're not guaranteed a playoff spot. That's, they're not. Yeah. I mean, who who knows what um um who knows what the Broncos are going to be getting Sean Payton in there and being able to work with Russell Wilson and calming that storm of craziness that he is. Um, you don't know about that. You know, that might be able to uh, calm down. Let's see here. Do-do-do-do. Yeah. So, so they're going to be better. The Steelers, they just, they looked good last year and they think they're going to uh, keep progressing. So they have a shot of making it. I like the Chargers when they're healthy and as just hopefully they don't get injuries like they did this last season. They're into the playoffs easily. So, like, there's no guarantee. And just in division alone, just in division alone, I'm – the Dolphins got way better. The Dolphins picked up some guys. They're going to look better than what they did this year, and especially if they can get a quarterback to stay healthy the entire time. And then even my Patriots are getting a little bit better. At worst, like – they're not going to – I still think the Patriots may be the last – if Jets get the – if Jets do get Rodgers, um, I'm, I'm not saying that 
that the Patriots are going to be better than the Jets. The Patriots may be the last in the division, but that's going to become a tough division if Rodgers goes over there. And it's going to be what we thought the AFC West was going to be, where they're just beating the shit out of each other. And well, let's, there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee for it. There's none. Mac Jones is play. actually going to. No, I'm not done. I, I, this is my turn to rant. Mac Jones <laughs> is actually getting uh, an offensive coordinator that can actually work with them. They just picked up, uh, just broke about 20 minutes ago, Juju Smith-Schuster on a three-year deal. Um, not saying that he's great, but he's better than nobody, especially since they got rid of Jacoby Myers um, not too long ago. So that division is going to be tough for Aaron to go in, and there's no guarantee. Them going all in, I, I'm, I guarantee you the, the Packers are trying to get a shit ton back, and the Jets are like, no, like we're, we're going to go all in, but we need to have a plan after these next 10 months. Oh, sorry. You now know, go for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, what's crazy is Ugh. all the AFC T East teams. Let's say let's, so let's play the game. Rogers goes to the jets. The jets just give up draft picks, right? So let's just say they don't lose anybody. They give draft picks, whatever. Uh, so who with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, who are the jets better than in the AFC? Let's say all the AFC teams, we're not doing like freak injuries or anything like that. So are they better than the Bills? No. Are they better than the Dolphins? No. I would say they'd be slightly better than the Patriots, but not like by like a large yeah, margin. That, that, that's, like, that's where I'm like, again, I, I said the Patriots, I think may, if Rodgers goes over there, maybe last in the division, but they're going to be fighting it out for last place. Uh, are they better than the Bengals? No. Are they better than the Ravens with Lamar? With Lamar, pick them. I say with Lamar, they're better without Lamar. It would be probably, I mean, they still finished 10 and seven last season. So it's not like I trust the Ravens coaching staff way more than I trust Stop. the Jets. Like, uh, are they better than the Steelers? Uh, No. I don't, I don't think, think so. so either. I really like what no. the Steelers have done. In I, I do too. So uh, you kind of walked away when I was saying it, but the Steelers, I they've been progressing. I really think that they're going to be a solid wild card next season. And they finished nine and eight. Like, yeah, they, they're, they they're had be something. Fine. Uh, are they better than the Browns? Uh, yeah, I think so too. And then it comes down to the AFC South, which we know they're better than the Colts and Texans, but titans and jaguars like i feel like uh, either of those I, teams could be i would say good. pick them i say pick them with the titans jaguars i would say would be better i, I really agree. really like trevor lawrence um i'm high up on him as a quarterback yeah. more than other people but i am and then uh the chiefs chargers we would obviously both say are better than the jets and mm -hmm. then Raiders Broncos like Broncos are good if they can turn it around right they have a top five if, defense yeah if, like, like I said if Sean again you walked away if Sean Payton can control that storm of Russell Wilson and get that shit under control and get him to actually being a little bit just a little bit better of a quarterback and more team team friendly oh yeah that team can be good it could be your your pick again like <laughs> You were just a year late on your Broncos yeah. pick to the Super Bowl. Um, and then the Raiders, all they're missing now really, I mean, well, they got they got the quarterback now. Uh, as long as he stays healthy, I like the Raiders this year. 
They're missing, like, literally, again, how many times do I say this with different teams? They're missing a top 16 defense. If they can be a middle-of-the-road defense, they can compete. Like, they really can. Uh, So we just went through all the AFC teams. We said the Jets would be better than, I think, four teams at the most. In the NFC, they were with Rodgers the fourth-best team right? You'd probably put Eagles, Cowboys, 49ers above them. And then I don't trust the Vikings against Aaron Rodgers. He's been dominating them for almost 20 years. Like, so he literally, this is again, why all these quarterbacks are going to the AFC? What? Like why? There are so many teams in the NFC that need quarterbacks and the NFC with all this shit that's happening to the Eagles and Cowboys in the offseason, and then all the question marks with the 49ers, like who the fuck is going to be their quarterback? Because the fan base wants Purdy. It really sounds like the coaching staff wants Trey Lance. Like it's fucking weird. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you who's going to come out of the NFC if, if we want to get there in a little bit. I mean, well, let's uh, transition from this. Let's transition from a free agency move that hasn't even happened yet. Like, and we're we're leading the show with it because it's so, it literally happened. Yeah, like an hour, if that, before we got on here. But let's talk about what did happen in the free agency market casino. I mean, as of, what, a couple hours ago right now, the Cowboys released Ezekiel Elliott, which... Mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of saw coming. Oh yeah, right. Because we talked Pollard about it all. We talked. We talked about it all season. Yeah, Pollard has been the clear better running back for minimum two years, maybe two and a half, three. So that one's not surprising. The Eagles are going to be releasing Darius Slay, uh, big play Slay, which. Uh, as an Eagles fan, I feel like I'm okay with because he is going into the season where most cornerbacks kind of fall off a cliff, right? Like 32, 33. So I feel like we got him in his prime. He played as best he has for this season, but then it kind of got to mid season and he kind of started to wane a little and it kind of looked like he doesn't have, uh, uh, again, I'm a huge fan of Darius Slay, but it saves like $20 million it creates in cap space. And Howie Roseman is the best at like squeezing every fucking cent of the cap space to rework a team. So if they re-sign James Bradbury, there's, which I think was the better option because he's younger of the two. And then they are also trying to re-sign Chancey Gardner-Green. However, the move I wanted to talk about the Eagles making casino is they signed uh, Rashad Penny from the the Seattle Seahawks on a one-year deal that's like basically like a prove-it contract. They got him for basically nothing. You know what's the fucking, and I didn't know this until we signed him, you know what's the craziest fucking stat with that guy, Casino? Hmm. And, oh, I just had it pulled up and then my fucking thing did it. Where is it? Where is it? Oh, here it is. It is when Rashad Penny plays, he is the most efficient running back in the league in the past two years. Hmm. The only knock against him is he's so fucking uh, injury prone that he's like 
barely plays, but when he does, he averages 6.5 yards per carry and is the most efficient. I mean, look at this. This is on the, uh, the Eagles subreddit. Look at how much I will just show this right here. This is him up here. That is how much higher he is than every other running back in the league. Like that's fucking crazy. That he well, is let me ask that- you this. Is that just because it's a smaller sample size? Well, no, all of them are minimum a hundred attempts. So okay. just, yeah. So it's like, and the also funny thing is he's up in the way, like top corner as the most efficient, the least efficient is Philip Lindsay, who is almost as badly efficient as Rashad Penny is. So <laughs> shout out to Philip Lindsay, but uh, it's a one-year deal worth $2.1 million with only 600,000 guaranteed. Like, that's a fucking steal in my book. And again, if he right. can stay healthy, big things. But I think the big news casino that the recently breaking, and you mentioned it earlier, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster, hero of the Super Bowl for the Chiefs, going to your team, how excited are you? <laughs> yep. I don't dislike Juju Smith-Schuster. But... Oh, I do. Ugh. I, I, I understand. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not crazy about, about the deal. I'm I'm really not three years. Oh, fucking. Ugh. Dude, that is, I, he, I, if I could pick two players that are two like types of a player and coaching organization that do not mesh well together it feels like Juju Smith-Schuster and Bill Belichick are just polar opposites of what you would want two people to be. Like, yeah. right? Like, one's the super how is this gonna, like, look at yeah, I was going to say, how is the whole TikTok thing? Like, Belichick hates media. He hates the media. <laughs> yeah. How is this going to work? He it never, it never will work. So I wonder if this wasn't even his, you know, his deal. Like, if it was just over his head kind of thing. But... Oh, I, I'd, I'd hope not. Dude, especially, uh, maybe I would feel better about this signing if he was wide receiver two, wide receiver three. At this point, he's wide receiver one. Like, he's going to be your number one well, receiver. Well, uh, the Patriots got Phillip. Phillip's back. Cool. Right? I saw that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I don't think he's... I don't think he's a clear cut. Well, I mean, one. okay. Well, because you guys lost I... Jacoby Myers. Yeah, right? okay. Jacoby Myers. I like Jacoby Myers a lot. I do. I think he's a good a good receiver. But he's the he was our number one. Like, I mean, he, really... he had a better season than Juju. That's fair. And I mean, one had Patrick Mahomes throwing to him. One had no, Zappy. Pa- he had, he had one had <laughs> Patrick Mahomes throwing the scraps to him when he wasn't throwing it to Travis Kelsey. There's a difference. I mean, that's true. Yeah. There's a difference. Now he's going to be the number one guy. He He's going to get some looks, and I think that he'll have a better season. Um, but uh, how about this deal? Let's, let's, move off of, let's move off of the wide receiver thing. What do you think of uh, the Bucks with Baker Mayfield? I think that's actually really interesting because who else do the Bucks have? The Bucks exactly. have nobody. So I mean, they also, him going they, there again. I think we both like Baker Mayfield, but 
if this doesn't work here, it's like, all right, you're either a career backup or go play in the XFL, right? Like this is your kind of, this is your last shot. If you're, it's probably going to be a competition in training camp or preseason with either a guy they draft or somebody else they sign. But I think we're bearing the the lead here, Casito. Let's get to the big, big names. Jimmy Garoppolo, speaking of quarterbacks, going to to the Las Vegas Raiders, a three-year, $67 million deal, uh, half of it basically guaranteed. So what, for three years, he's getting like 22-something a year? I think that with quarterbacks getting paid $50 million a year and you get Jimmy G for $22 million a year, like that I feel like that's a fucking steal. Again, yeah, 100%. I mean, with the rest of that money that you're saving, just get a shit ton of bubble wrap, wrap him up, <laughs> put him on the field, and, and there you go. There's your $50 million for a quarterback. <laughs> What's really interesting here, Casino. I, I, I like that move, though. I do like that move, and I like that deal. This is the Las Vegas Raiders have suddenly turned into a micro, kind of a micro view into what the future of the Patriots was supposed to be, right? They have uh, McDaniels as their coach with Garoppolo as his quarterback. Like, this is what the Patriots were kind of putting the places or the pieces in place to be. So that's going to be interesting to see if they can... You know, again, they're probably in the hardest division in all of the NFL with the Chiefs, Chargers, and then I think everybody expects the Raid or the Broncos to be better with Sean Payton. So that's going to be again like it was this year, a hell of a fucking division to watch. But what a fucking steal! But again, if he can stay healthy, because that's always the thing with Jimmy G. He's great when he's in there. Problem is, he's never in there. Uh, right. Next up, this one, uh, I, I'm curious to see how you feel about it, Casino. Uh, the Dolphins got Jalen Ramsey for a 2023rd third-round pick and uh, a tight end, uh, Hunter Long. So he is going from the Rams to the Dolphins. Thoughts on that, Casino? Oh, um, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I said the Dolphins are going to be better. Here's the thing. I don't really like Jalen Ramsey. I think he's a bit of a Swiss cheese. Uh, When he's on, he's on. But when he's off, oh my gosh, is he off. When he's bad, he's bad. There's there's no mediocre play with him. He's either getting four interceptions in in two games or or he gets an intercept, one interception like every nine games. And he's getting beat. Like it's very similar to Darius Slay. I really feel like that. Like when, like, like you said, when Jalen Ramsey's on, he's a number one lockdown corner. When Easy. Darius uh, Slay is on, he's a number one lockdown corner. We saw Monday night football against the best wide receiver in the league. Absolutely shut him down. The issue is then there's other weeks where these two guys are looked at as perennial lockdown, shutdown, number one corners. They're going against the best wide receiver in the league. And then those wide receivers get... 11 catches for 177 yards and two touchdowns. And you're just like, what the fuck happened there? Right. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. So, I mean, that, that's one reason I think they're going to get, they got a little better. Um, but yeah, that's going to be tough. Um, 
Also, same with um, the Cowboys trading a fifth-round pick for Gilmore from the Colts or whatever. I feel like Gilmore is what Ramsey and Slay can potentially be this season, which is a once great dominant cornerback who has kind of fallen off the, off the, uh, they've, oh, yeah. they've passed their peak, right? Oh, yeah. Like and I, Gilmore so- a couple years ago, Jesus. Now it's like a fifth round pick actually kind of seems too much compared to what, like they traded for what the Dolphins got for, uh, uh Jalen Ramsey right that that's I mean yeah um I mean man Gilmore I watched him play a shit ton he's a dominant guy but as you said there when when cornerbacks start to fall they start to fall quick um yeah not saying that's the case with Ramsey not saying that was the case with Slay but when that time does come they're already hot and cold right now that it's going to be a massive drop off like, yeah. It's not going to be just like, oh, there's a big dip in their play. They're going to be irrelevant. And so that 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 worries me for the Dolphins because you don't know when that, that time is going to be for any player, uh, especially in a central role player like that. Uh, but on paper, does it look great? It looks fantastic. That's a good pickup for them. Yeah. But now he needs to perform and not be so much Swiss cheese. He needs to be some of that like American cheddar or something. I don't know. <laughs> Again, I don't know why I always go. There's my accent again. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, we also, uh, if you want to hear us talk in depth over 20 minutes about the Bears uh, Panthers trade, go over to our YouTube page, the Only Sports Podcast. We did a whole YouTube exclusive clip about that whole thing that happened pretty much like an hour after it happened. So that's our immediate breakdown. But just to recap it here a little, the Bears uh, traded the number one overall pick to Carolina for the ninth pick, the uh, number 61 second round pick, a first round pick next year, and then a second round pick in two years, plus wide receiver DJ Moore. Uh, now that we're like four or five days removed from that trade casino, do you have any new thoughts on it or still think the bears won this trade going away bears won this trade going away. And I really think, I think the bears have a good, good shot of being in that championship game. Whoa. I'm not saying, I I don't know about super bowl, but definitely making a run. I mean, who else is there? Who else is there in the NFC? Jalen well, Hurts yeah, just became dude, especially if Jalen Hurts just leaves became, that division. Yeah. So Rodgers leaves that division. All right. You've got we've we've talked about it. you got Jalen Hurts. He's amazing. We've already he made the Super Bowl pretty much on his back, but you lost both coordinators. You're losing yep. some pieces. Yep. Like I'm I'm we don't know what the Eagles, Eagles next year. Yes, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think the Eagles are gonna be good. I think they're because there's not many else. Again, Hurts ran that team they he ran that season he put a lot he had games on his back alone and i think that they'll be fine uh will they make the super bowl again i don't know um but they could because that nfc is going to be so weak especially if rogers leaves and again rogers he didn't do much but all the other teams that were right there with jimmy g gone you we talked about trey lance is trey lance gonna be the niners thing are they gonna go with purdy 
because Purdy's coming off of surgery. Is he going to be able to throw again? He's still got about six months before he can start throwing the football is I think what I heard somewhere around yeah. there. So what are, what are the, you, you, we've said it many times, uh, the Niners, they're as good as what their quarterback's going to be because they're a good team, but the, the quarterback needs to, to, to complete that team for them. Right. Well, they also signed Sam Darnold. The 49ers did. So, right. Okay. Now and they so have gotta, Purdy, Darnold, and Trey Lance. Right. So, we got to see one of those quarterbacks, and you can't jump around. You got to pick one and you got to hope it works. Yep. You, you know, you got a 33.3 repeated chance of picking the right quarterback <laughs> here. You got to make sure it works. Um, so, what would the Niners look like this coming season? And then let's just jump over and we got the, uh, we'll jump over into the Giants. What are the Giants? Do you think? I, I don't know. I, I just don't trust Jones. I think they'll fall off a bit. Uh, what's up? They also, speaking of the Giants, they traded for Darren Waller, the Raiders tight end, which they got for, I mean, I can't find this, but they got it him for yeah, like. I, I actually, I literally have pick. it. I literally have it pulled up um, for a third round pick uh, in the 2023 draft. I literally. That seems. It's crazy that you said that because I had that was where I was segueing. I had it right up, <laughs> nice. right up onto it. Um, but yeah, so I mean, so what will the Giants be? And so we're, I'm just talking about the top teams. And here's a, okay, the Vikings. They were so hot and cold. Can you trust them? So I I think two of the biggest teams that are going to really surprise the NFC next season going to be the Detroit Lions because I really think they they're going to get much better and they're going to keep pushing. And then I also do think that the Bears, I think the Bears are going to surprise a lot of people. They're pulling in more people. They got so many picks. Again, we don't care about picks. You could, it's kind of like a hit or miss, you know, take a swing in the dark, see if you get anything right. Um, But I really like that the Bears organization have no wavering in what their decision is. They're they're like, Justin Fields is our guy. He's going to do this. And getting getting a few pieces here and there, it's going to take a lot of pressure off of him with the running. Um, I mean, yeah. Who were those? A couple of the other guys that they picked up. Um, the Lions. Yes. Oh no, no. Uh, the Bears. The Bears. I'm find their full list. Yeah. Sorry. But uh, yeah. Speaking of what you're saying, it's like, yeah. Again, I feel like Rogers. Uh, would be an idiot to leave the NFC and to leave the Packers. Uh, but at the same time, like you're right. The bears are like the dark horse pick next year. The lions were kind of the dark horse pick this year. And then they kind of got some unlucky breaks. They probably should have been in the playoffs, but Minnesota is always hovering around being a minimum 10 win team. So it's like, you got Minnesota there. You got, Detroit, you got oh, Chicago, yeah, all teams that are viable and just getting better, you know, w- minus the Vikings who released Adam Thielen, which is uh interesting. I want to see where he lands, but yeah, it's uh the but I agree with you. I think the the Eagles moves are scaring me, except for Jason Kelsey returning, Brandon Graham returning. Those are great. Uh, moves on their part, but right. yeah. Uh, so what I was going to say about the Bears, I mean, yeah, so they got more now, right? So you got more, you've got yourself a, a number one receiver out there, uh, somebody to rely on, but then they've 
they've been working on that that offensive line that line to really give give Justin Fields time so he doesn't have to scramble as much they've been putting a lot of emphasis on that and I I really really like that um so I I really think the Bears are a couple pieces that they could probably find at least one in the draft to kind of complete this team um so with all that being said like the NFC is just wide open the NFC is wide open and yeah I have I'm gonna really laugh when Rodgers goes goes to the Jets and not make the playoffs and not even make the playoffs because every good quarterback in the league outside of three in the NFC that are decent. um, Well, Jalen Hurts, I I would, I mean, Kirk Cousins, he's just, we know what Kirk Cousins is. He's good. Is he, is he a Super Bowl winning quarterback? No. Is he a playoff quarterback every year? Yeah. So, and you can say the same thing for Dak Prescott. Right, Kirk Cousins yes. and Dak Prescott—they can have yeah. great games, and then they can have games where you're like, "What just happened?" Yeah. So, like, man, I'm I'm really—that's <laughs> the only saving grace I would say I think I have, I have for your uh, Eagles next season is every team's going to be crappy, and Jalen Hurts can put an entire team on his back. Well, the interesting thing with uh, the NFC next year is like offenses never really change that much much right like the eagles really the only offensive piece they're losing are miles sanders i think the uh again we're not talking about injuries because who knows what the fuck with that kind of stuff but with gainwell and penny they can basically do the exact same thing miles sanders did last year right so they're gonna be Oh, they also got Boston Scott. They, I, I will never worry about the Eagles' rushing ability with this coaching staff, with this offensive line, with this quarterback. So their offense, I feel like it's going to be unchanged. They're going to be a top five offense in the league. I would say almost easy. The issue becomes defense. They're losing a bunch of pieces. They're losing linebackers. They lost a corner. They lost a defensive tackle. Do they have the pieces to plug that in? When it comes to the Packers, in the NFC, uh, you lose Aaron Rodgers and you have Jordan Love. Nobody even knows what Jordan Love is at this point, right? He could come right. out and be an eight and nine quarterback, and nobody would be surprised. He could also come out and be a six and twelve quarterback, and I feel like everybody would be like, "Well, this is his first season starting. What are we expecting from him?" Blah 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 blah. So I really feel like that's the same thing with Justin Fields, right? He could come out and rush for. 1500 yards throw eight touchdowns 12 interceptions and people would be like we kind of expected this but if he has that kind of like Jalen Hurts ascension where everybody thought that Hurts would just be kind of what Justin Fields was this year which was not a very good passer and then just kind of using his legs to basically score all their points the only thing is Justin Fields is faster then hurts, but can he be a competent passer? Like right. that's the that's the big question mark. If he can be, like, then the Bears finally have a passing attack that's feared, and they have they can go on an Eagles or a Ravens with Lamar Jackson kind of run. And then really, I feel like the Lions, again, we talked about it last year. If they can just figure out their fucking defense, just make <laughs> it literally. 20% better and you win like three more games. Uh, same with Seattle. 
I mean, we haven't talked about Seattle, but their whole issue last year was defense. If you can get 20% better, you're all of a sudden an 11-win team in a division you share with the 49ers, which, like Casino said, they have three quarterbacks, and one of them can't potentially throw for six months. One of them is was hurt his second start in the league, and then you have the unknown with Sam Darnold over there. So we know the 49ers, and they just got – Hargrave from the Eagles who had 10 plus sacks last season. So they're getting better on defense. Nobody is questioning how good the 49ers defense is. The question mark is how good is that offense? Because doesn't matter if you have Debo, doesn't matter if you have McCaffrey, doesn't matter if you have Kittle, if you have nobody behind center, like we saw how well that worked out for you. So All these teams just have these giant, giant question marks that well, I, I don't well, feel like have been addressed in free agency. Well, I think it's crazy, though. I, just the amount of players bouncing from team to team. And we're talking like big name people like bouncing yeah. from team to team. Like this has been a crazy, crazy offseason. Um, so now kind of flipping on the on that take. I mean, we're just kind of bouncing around now, which I kind of love. We're just talking about random yeah, just whatever random up yeah there's um because like you said there's too many people man there's so, too many yeah, names let's let's and big names and so let's talk about uh some cornerbacks now um so like the patriots i'm really happy about this they're re-signing jonathan jones awesome gonna really help uh especially with um jason mccordy just retired or jason ugh, oh my gosh why am i jason was his brother uh, twin brother. Why am I? Uh, Devin. Thank you. Oh, geez. Devin McCourty <laughs> been on the team for forever. He just retired. Um, so they're going to need people to step up and really play well. So the Jonathan Jones, I'm really happy for them. That's a good keep um, resign. But what was the Lions biggest issue last season? Defense. What did yep. they get? They they had they had two of the worst uh, uh, outside corners out there. Um, in, in Hughes and, uh, uh, Okuda, like, I think Jeff, how do you yes. say his name? Yeah. yeah Jeff, Jeff Okuda. Okuda. Yeah. I can never say his name right. See, irrelevant, but they just <laughs> picked up uh, Cameron Sutton on a three year, $30 million deal. That is a great pickup for them. Absolutely fantastic pickup getting Sutton there. They really need somebody in that position to, to help that out. So I, I'm really just. I'm really happy with how this we, – we could talk for probably three hours about all these players and all the moves yeah. that happened because there's so many big names going to so many places. Um, not not a big name, but an interesting name that I wanted your take on. So mm-hmm. you're 60-40 on if Rodgers goes to the Jets or not. But sure. the Jets at the moment right now only have Zach Wilson. Because the quarterback that started the games where everybody actually had hope last year was Mike White. He went to the Dolphins for uh, a two-year $16 million contract, which is an insane amount for a fucking backup quarterback. Meanwhile, uh, so Mike White gets two years, $16 million. The Dolphins are doing their fifth-year option for Tua. So the starting quarterback for the Dolphins is going to be making like what six, $7 million less than his backup. 
because two is obviously on his last, like kind of like prove it uh year contract. So if you're the Jets organization or fan base, you have to be shitting bricks that it's literally <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and you trade away God knows how much assets, or it's fucking Zach Wilson. Those are your two options right now. Cause right. we're seeing other kind of like uh, mid-tier quarterbacks, lower-tier quarterbacks, backup starter kind of hybrids or whatever. Mayfield's gone. Heineke went to the Falcons, I believe. And then Darnold to the 49ers, Mike White to the Dolphins. Like, that market is fucking drying up real, real quick. Oh, real, real, so real, real don't have a high enough pick to get one of the four quarterbacks. So... It's totally. literally Zach Wilson or fucking Aaron Rodgers. Like at this point, like those are your two options. It's crazy. This is it's. Yeah, you need they uh, they need him. But here's the thing. So like that's what I was saying a little earlier. So they Jets get Aaron Rodgers. He's on a one year deal. If they can't work out a two year deal, which I think that might be one of the reasons it's stalled right now. Just guessing. But oh, that's interesting. Uh, oh, I thought you heard that earlier. But anyway, um, so yeah, so you're saying that they have either they can either get Rogers or they got Wilson. All right, say you get Rogers, you get Rogers for the let's say he gets what he wants, you get him for a year, it's all in, and then he'll retire or do like a one year and one year because he'll toy with everybody. The Jets are screwed if they don't have a backup plan because your backup plan cannot be Zach Wilson. They need to figure. <laughs> This is what scares me about, and, and it's just the Jets being a shitty organization and doing what they do. Um, yeah, it, it 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 sucks for them. Um, I'm not a Jets fan by any means, but it does suck to see, and and I feel bad for them in a way. Um, that once Aaron Rodgers say he doesn't want your deal and he leaves, what do you what do you got? You have ten months now after making this deal, and we don't know what the compensation is going to be. They could yep. totally get screwed over, and then they're then they're screwed because they might not be able to get a good quarterback. They might not have the draft picks. They might not have the capital. They may not have any leverage. We might be looking at another Denver Broncos Russell Wilson situation. Um, yeah. Just at least for, I mean, it's not going to be a, a the long term thing, but you're going to hurt yourself for a while. Yes, you'll be able to have a little bit of open um, cap space. Uh, say Rogers does a one-year deal and you know you get all that money back and you have the availability once he leaves. But the issue with that is a lot of these quarterbacks that are playing the quarterback carousel right now, they're locking up multiple year deals and you're gonna be fucked. <laughs> yeah. Well, who, who also, are you gonna get? you're gonna get the you're gonna get the backup of a team that's just like, ah, eh, we're not too sold on him. We're not sure what we're gonna do, you know. But he played well enough to get a little bit of something, something. So what do you got for us? Oh, well, we don't got much because we spent everything on a one-year deal with Rodgers and didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah. Well, also, we're forgetting this casino. The other option that would be the most chaotic and the funniest is what if a week from today where Rodgers does his workout and all that kind of stuff, he just goes, you know what? I think I'm done. I think I'm retiring. And that that 100% can happen. That's yeah. it's it, you're you're gambling with a loose cannon. Rogers I mean, again now kind of jumping back on his train. I thought we were done with him, but we're never done with him. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but going back to Rogers is 
he's a loose cannon. You don't know what he's going to do. You don't know what he's going to do. He might go mid-season and then just be like, yeah, I had an epiphany one night in, in my hotel on travel and just like, yeah, man, I'm not going to play not going to play football anymore. I'm not going to play football. <laughs> I'm going to go grow some ayahuasca, however you say it. Ayahuasca? I'm going to go I'm going to go live somewhere and, and grow ayahuasca and become an ayahuasca farmer and <laughs> live my dream I feel and, like- and burn out my brain even more. Yeah, I feel like Rodgers on the Jets would be fun because of how much it is of a disaster I think it will be. But him just retiring and then the Jets and Packers just kind of throwing their hands up and being like, all right, I feel like that's what I'm rooting for now. I don't really like or care about the Packers or Jets. So them being led all through this and then getting nothing out of it would accept a headache would I kind of like uh, the last <laughs> The last one I wanted to talk about is a thing that has not happened yet, Casino, but that is Austin Eckler now saying he doesn't want to be with the Chargers and requesting a trade. What? Where? What is this? The NBA? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This is this is one of those uh, off seasons that just feels like like kind of like a changing of the guard in the NFL, where it's like. The Lamar Jackson side of it, which he still is, you know, doing all this shit on Twitter, just being like, all the reports are wrong. I wasn't guaranteed nearly as much as people are saying. Apparently, now the free agency trade market, and we've seen it with all these contract announcements, it does not matter if you get a 200 million five year contract. It matters now how much of that is guaranteed. Right, oh, because yeah. it seems like we talked about this with the Derek Carr contract. The players it are really... starting. It, we're right on the fringe of the players having all the power, and the owners and organizations losing power. I, I, I some are fighting back, and some aren't. Sorry to cut you off. Continue. No, no, I agree. And in a certain perspective, that's good, right? I feel like. From the perspective of the players, obviously, they're the skill guys. They're the guys who deserve all the money, not the owners, blah, blah, blah. I do feel like where this, who this fucks is like you and me, like fans, right? right. Like, and so, so okay, so touch on that a little bit. You say that it's going to screw over. I mean, the players deserve all the money. That's fine. Players deserve the money more than the owners. I, I can back that. But yeah. the players shouldn't have the power. I hate that. That's one reason I don't like watching the NBA. I don't like watching these super teams. I don't like the whole antics of the players running the league and the players demanding whatever they want. Like going in, I I hate it. And you've seen a little bit in the NFL, and I really hope the NFL pushes back on this. Um, I just don't know if it's going to happen. But these diva players, like, I want this coach out. I want want to run it this way. We're going to do the whole thing this way. Like, you are making all the demands. That. I don't know if that will fly in the NFL for all the teams. And I really hope that it doesn't because I don't want to pay the players, play the, pay the shit out of them. They, you know, whatever. I, I really... don't care. But giving them all the power, I feel like that's disastrous. And like, as you said, for the fans, that's one reason I don't watch the NBA. I, I One reason I don't watch the NBA is I don't like the amount of power the individual players have over the league and over every organization. And I don't want that to happen to the NFL because it's going to it's going to hurt ratings. It's going to hurt people watching. Is it going to be enough to destroy the NFL? No, because it's a multi-billion dollar industry 
and you know it's the biggest sport in the u.s uh followed up with college football like over even the nba like football runs america football football is one of the biggest one of the biggest things in america that money revenue out there it controls so much of this of this nation a silly a silly football game does that i yeah i don't know how that's gonna go pay the players but i don't want the players to run one of the biggest assets in america i I just don't like that i just don't like that concept it's gonna hurt the nfl it would hurt the nfl piggybacking off what you said i feel like i need to clarify what i was saying a little i fucking i'm one of those people that doesn't think billionaires should exist every nfl owner is a billionaire fuck those guys i don't think they should have that much money like i'm one of those type of people right i fucking hate like these super rich like blah 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 blah. but where i do agree with you is the worst part about the nba is how the players can just be like uh, I'm holding my team hostage until they trade me. And then they trade uh, you to another team where that other team has to give all their future assets away to get you. And then a year later, like, or two or three years later, like we saw with Kyrie and Durant and Harden and basically LeBron, all these like superstars who are just like, you know what? I don't want to be here anymore. And then they just go to another team. And then it's just like the last team. It's like, oh, we gave away our first round picks for the next six years to get you. We got like two first round picks in return and a bunch of random guys. No one gives a shit about like, and that, that shit just happens so often because like you said, the players do have all the power. I really do wish And it'll never happen because the players would have to agree with it and it would just fuck them over. But I really do feel like it would be a short term like, oh, that's kind of fucked up for long terms, like, like benefit to not only players, but like fans of teams. Again, the owners and organizations, I don't really give a shit about, but it more becomes like down to like fans and being a a fan of teams and just not getting fucked over by a player like you said casino who's like like an Aaron Rodgers who is just like I don't want to be here anymore and then it's just like okay what can we do to get you or what can we do to keep you and then it's shit like Lamar Jackson where it's like you can give me 300 million dollars and you're just like what like that kind of bullshit I really do think when you get a rookie contract I think they should make it a two or three year thing, right? Where it's like for two or three years, you have to stay on the team. Doesn't matter. Like, sorry, this is just a thing. Then on your second contract, it has to, I feel like all of them should have no trade clauses, right? You can just be like, you cannot be traded until three years into a five-year contract or something like that, right? Like you put limits on every contract to be like you are not allowed to be traded like that kind of shit like so then i mean that that i mean that's interesting and then you know that puts a little more pressure on the organizations about getting getting things right and sticking to a plan and then yeah there wouldn't be as much of a coach carousel um so as we're talking about it you know I say I don't hope I, I hope that it doesn't go that route in the NFL. I think it'll be it's gonna be much harder. Like the NBA, you have smaller teams and individual players 
smaller teams and individual players themselves can win you a championship. Look at last year. Steph Curry yeah. did it on his back. Everybody else calmed down. The NFL is a team sport. We've talked about that. You really have to have a good team. So that's why those these teams that – and this is where I – again, I, I hope – that it doesn't go this way. And this might be the saving grace for the NFL not going that way is you need a team. You have to have a, a collective team. And so you have to be able to pay all these players to have a good team. Um, look at these teams that are trying to do like the big superpower. If they don't get it within their first year, it's done. It's done. Yeah. And a lot of those teams, like Cowboys, they tried to go all in, didn't work for them. I mean, Eagles last year, they went all in, didn't work for them. It worked for the Rams the year before they did it, but then look at them the next year. Everybody wants out. Everybody's starting to break it falling apart. And this year they might be worse than they were last year. (laughs) Right. So that's, I think is going to be the only saving grace possibly for the NFL um, not going that way. And say certain players do pull the Lamar Jackson and say, Hey, I want this or the Aaron Rodgers, say, Hey, I want that. And I want these players. Okay, well, we can make that work, work to an extent. You get it, but you don't make the playoffs. You you struggle. You get out in the first round or second round, and you know you don't get to that title. It doesn't always work out. And it's very rare, and I think it's harder in the NFL to do that. Again, the Rams did it. They lucked out. They 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 swung for the fences and they got it done. Good for yeah. them. When was the last team to do that? Before the, the last Rams? Team? Yeah. When, when, I mean, if you don't have an answer, that's fine. But off the top of your head, could you think of it, the last team that literally was like, here is all of my chips. I'm going to be screwed for the next three years, four years, but I'm going to try to win the championship this year. The Broncos with Peyton Manning. Fair. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. that There you go. They. So and it can work. The, it can work. The Broncos have been nothing since then. Yeah, so it <laughs> so. can work, but then you 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 screw yourselves over. And I think the Rams now are going to be done for a while. Everybody wants out. Everybody yep. wants out. So that's, I think, hopefully, hopefully, the saving grace for the NFL that it doesn't go that way. And if the players, these certain players do give all the commands and they try to make it about them and it starts to turn a tide where players start having some power, I hopefully, if that happens, they're still going to screw over the organization. They won't win anything because I do not want that to be the precedent in the NFL. Um, Cause it's just going to be too chaotic. I think it's already getting a little chaotic with, I want, I want to trade here. I want here. Uh, coaches are no coach finishes out their contract. It's outside of Tom, um, uh, Mike Tomlin outside of him, every quarter and Belichick, yeah. every, every coach is disposable. Well, and the coordinators are even more so. Like, oh, there's guys so. leaving, getting fired yeah. after a year, sometimes like mid-season. Well, like, yeah. Well, and then same with the coaches. Like, the Broncos head coach couldn't even make it a f- one full season, right? right? So it's like, I do really feel like the league, in terms of NFL, NBA, really any sports league, if there is just more consistency and more like willing, like a more tight knit group of people that you're like, this is my team. This is who I'm rooting for, right? (laughs) Like free agency. It's fun. All this kind of stuff. The trades are fun to talk about. But then when you see like teams, like you said, like the Rams where it's like, 
yeah, it was worth it for them to win that one Super Bowl. But then it's just like, okay, now we have to suck for five years minimum. And we're good for three years and we won a Super Bowl. Like, would I take that? Like, I kind of did with the Eagles. Like, they kind of signed a bunch of guys on one-year deals, kind of filled in the gaps or whatever. One year it worked, one year it didn't. But the gap between those two years where they did the same method over and over again, like those were some kind of rough years. Like, I don't know. I really don't think there is a solution to it, but I agree with you. My The only saving grace is it's much harder to do in the NFL because you have 11 starters on one side of the ball, 11 starters on the other. NBA, you literally need like two guys. So you, if you can trade for a top five player and then like a top 15 player, you're probably going to be pretty fucking good. So uh, anything else for NFL casino or can we move off this? I think we can move off of that. We think we can move off of that. I think we did pretty good uh, covering everything. I don't think we're missing any big, big deals. Uh, I'm scrolling through my timeline. I don't think, think so. Yeah, I think we talked about everybody. The the Darren Waller one I mentioned, uh, again, he's a big high risk, uh, high reward guy where like the Rashad Penny thing, he's one of the best tight ends in the league. Only problem is he's injured a lot more than he gets to be the best tight end in the league. So there's all these guys where it's like, if they can just stay healthy, great move. If they can't like, well, you knew the risk when you signed him. So I'm really curious to see what the contract is for the tight end. Because if they do a Kenny Galladay thing where they put, took a big swing on him, didn't pay out, and then I think they already released him and he made like like millions of dollars and caught like 20 balls or whatever. Like it's, but that's the fucking risk. Uh, do we want to jump over to hockey or jump to NBA casino? Uh, let's just stick with the NBA. Not much has changed in hockey, um, I'll, to be honest. Um, yeah. So let, let's see. The, the better stories in the NBA, anyway. Um, so, I mean, do you want to just. Is there something specific you would like to talk about with NBA News Casino? No. Yeah. Woo. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was um, <laughs> uh, i don't know what that uh, was but no, that I'm was glad i was, it was, I was being jumped i was being john moran <laughs> i mean well we already talked about that and speaking but, of uh, it came out he got suspended yes he was suspended for eight games without pay which i think is a huge part of this because if it was he was suspended eight games then it'd be like so he doesn't play for eight games, but he still gets uh well, money. I think, like, I, that's I think they had weird. to do that because they obviously want him to play in, in, in the playoffs. Um yes. and so the suspension could have been up to the I think it was fifty games is what the suspension could have been up to. Um, but I think you're right. I think eight games not paid, there's your extra, you know, ten games or so, like worth of a compromise hit uh yeah. to John Morant for that. Um I know we kind of talked about it on a but like just to kind of cover that again is, I, you know, I'm fine with open carry or, or concealed carry, whatever you want to do, but you're drunk. Like accidents happen when you're with alcohol, whether it's, you know, Plexico Burris. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's your, it's your gun. Yeah. You know, 
your gun, your property, you know, you just have to make sure you use it correctly, but using it correctly does not include getting hammered and waving it around in the club. So <laughs> that's why I'm, 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 I'm happy that he got a suspension. I'm glad the NBA did something about this and g- doing the suspension plus no pay. I'm happy about, and not in a sense of like, I'm, I'm glad John Morant got disciplined because he's, he's a ruffian and he's out there, yeah, yeah. you know, being an asshole. No, it's, I'm glad they set a precedent like, hey, you're a superstar. We're fine with, you know, we're, we're fine with you spending your money how you want. You know, you haven't got to do this your, you know, your whole life. You have money now. You know, enjoy it. You do it, Spend it how you want to spend it. We're not going to yeah, tell you how to spend it. James Harden. Just go yeah. to strip clubs without a gun and pop bottles and eat fucking fried food and then you're good. Just yeah. don't, so just you, don't make it dangerous. Yeah, like, just exactly. Making it dangerous is 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 the best way of how I was trying to get around to it. Yeah, just don't make it dangerous. Don't be don't be dumb about it. Don't don't be dumb about it. And John Moran was dumb about it, and that's why I'm glad the NBA did what they did. Is you know, there's there's a big there's a big difference than you know doing what uh, Harden does than to what Morant did. So totally, yeah. to, totally fine with with that. And I'm glad that they did something about that. For as we said the NBA kind of being a, a pushover league to the players. I'm glad they yeah. actually were like, ah, don't do that. that so that's that's now, the line cross. Now, Casino, let's move over to a topic that has all of a sudden become very polarizing this week. Did you see the clip of uh, J.J. Redick and Kendrick Perkins on first take discussing the um, – discussing the mvp race no i have not i heard about it but i have not so basically why this was controversial and became a news story was because kendrick perkins basically said the only reason not the only reason but it was kind of like hyperbole blah 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 why Jokic would be the third or an mvp for a third year in a row why he got the first two was because most of the NBA MVP voters are white. I think he said 80% are white. Like, again, now, I think, again, when we play the race card, or when there's topics that play the race card, it's interesting for us to talk about it because we're two of the whitest dudes you'll ever see in your life, right? Like I'm glowing. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh so I think like when it becomes like when we're talking about the enemy thing, it was like, obviously race plays a factor in that. There's no way in fuck it doesn't because we saw two worse white coordinators immediately get hired after the same game that enemy's offense won. Like right. two offensive white guys got hired from the team that lost. And enemy way more success than those two was on the team that won he got passed over for like the third, fourth, fifth year in a row. Like that's where it's egregious. This one, I feel like I like, first off the 80% of, of MVP voters are white is a fucking dumb take. I do. However, think when it comes to the NBA, I think either consciously or unconsciously, everybody watching it when there is a good white player, I feel like you're more impressed or more astounded that there is a good white player because all the other really great to good players are black. 
I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. No, it's so, not a crazy thing to say. No, I would agree. So I do think there is kind of that thing where it was like Steve Nash and it's like Luca and Jokic where you're like, they're great players. And at, at one point or another in their careers, I mean, for Jokic and Luca so far, and then for Steve Nash during his career, they have definitely been the best player at their position, one of the top three players in the league, maybe the best player for different, you know, periods of time. But I do think there's times where they're doing things not as impressive as other players, but people watching are like, wow, look at that white guy. Like he's really good as a white guy. I do that all the time. When there's a white guy on a team who's really good, I go, wow, like that's crazy. And literally I'm only saying that because he's a white guy and all the best and my favorite players are black guys, right? That's again, not a crazy thing to say. No, let me ask you this. So do you think it might be that the white guys – uh, I mean, we're just we're just gonna say how it is. Uh, the, the white players that are, they're just not as flashy. No, I don't think I don't think it becomes that. I think so, it because because down... you you, you cause I I just say that I, I'm asking that question is because you were you said um um you look at what what some of the black players do and and they're out there and you're like you know they they're they're doing cooler things they're doing more flashy things. So is it, yeah, you know, is it, well, is I think it more, you, you're saying flashy when you mean like athletic, right? Like more athletic plays. Cause so, even something Jokic, that draws your eye. I mean, it could be, yeah, just something that I would say athletic. Yeah. Flashy. It's something that draws your eye a little bit more. I mean, do, doing like what Djokovic, a, a cool, like uh step away, uh, uh, turnaround jumper isn't going to be as, as flashy as crossing up a guy, and then drive in the lane. Like, like I'm just, it is what it is. I'm just. Yeah. No, I get what you're you know, saying. So I guess, yeah, I guess athletic, but you know, I want to, yeah. Kind of what's your take on that? But I, I totally, I totally see what you're saying. Um, I, I really do. And I would have to say, I like Steve Nash. I watched him growing up and that was probably because, you know, I'm a white male watching, you know, yeah, a white player you want to see NBA. things that uh, reflect who you are. Right. But so I also just really why, like, yeah, I really like his style of play. I like that smaller guy slicing and dicing kind of thing. That's why I'm, I'm a, I'm honestly a big fan of uh, Steph Curry. I like how he plays. I like how um, uh, Chris Paul plays. So I just like that. The smaller player running the point. I like point guards yep. that are, are, are small Flashes. Some of my, my favorite players for UNLV throughout all time that I've watched UNLV play were always the fun short. Because <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be shorter than the average basketball player, but watching <laughs> them um, slice and dice a team and then dish it out to a three point shooter or dish it down, you know, down low to um, a power forward that gets that dunk down. Like, I enjoy watching that style of play. So. Yeah, I guess maybe people just have what they think is the better style of play, and that's how they they determine who's going to be, in their mind, who's going to be the MVP is, oh, I like seeing the dunks, or I like the three-point shooter guy. I like the guy that's more physical, you know, 
everybody has this is the reason why this player should be the most valuable player on a team is because they do this when other players don't do that. Maybe that's the thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah. Go now, on, let's, let's circle back to, to, to that interview and what he said. Well, so that's the macro take of it, right? Which is we kind of just spoke as to white guys who watch a sport predominantly played by black players, where we obviously give more credence and credit to white guys for the simple fact that we're white guys and they're playing in an all, mostly in all black sports where you go, oh, wow, that guy sticks out because he looks like me. And that's the same thing where it comes to inclusivity and like diversity more in the terms of not sports, but like movies and shows like this is the thing you always hear, right? Like there's other people of different ethnicities and races being like, I want to see somebody I can relate to in a movie or TV show. All of that is completely understood, right? The only difference is in movies, TV shows, you get cast as that, right? So it's easier to go, I'll take actor B instead of actor A because I want a more diverse movie. Sports, no one, I really feel like no one gives a shit about that. And I feel like if you're going to take guy A who helps you win in the way you want to win over type B. Again, I've never been a coach or an owner, but I feel like you'd be a fucking idiot to see the best player. You pick the best player. Now, the... The the issue I had with the Perkins uh JJ Reddick first take thing where they were talking about how Jokic is just getting MVP votes because he's white, blah, blah, blah. That undermines how good of a player he is because at the moment he is, and we'll segue this to the standings and kind of talking about really the race is down to three people and that's the nuggets have the number three best uh, record, the third best record in the league, first best record in the West. They are only behind the Bucks and Celtics in terms of wins this season. They're leading the West by five games at the moment. And the numbers he's putting up this season, very similar to the past two seasons, but Oh, if I can just find him. Uh, So he's 18th in the league right now in terms of points per game, like averaging points per game. He has, oh, I just had it. He's averaging 24 points uh, a game, 9.4, or no, I'm sorry. That is, where is, oh, there we go. Rebounds and assists. He is averaging 12 rebounds per game, 10 assists per game. No, switch those. Uh, no, I said rebounds first, right? I'm fucking, this thing is dumb. I'm losing this. Or, All right. or is that just your dyslexia? Probably. He's averaging <laughs> 12 rebounds a game, 10 assists. So he's a, he is a, this is painful. I can't, this is fucking. Yeah, happened. no, you're right. This is painful. He is 25 <laughs> points, a, a 12 rebounds, 10 assists. So he's basically a triple double guy every uh game averages it throughout this season is leading the nuggets number one now the only in my mvp race i don't have a vote obviously i'm not like you should uh yeah i uh (laughs) my thoughts are he's third right now and the only two people in front of him are the bucks and the sixers 
I don't think the Celtics, uh, you could vote for Tatum, but I just don't think he does as much as the other three do, right? Like the, the point you can make for Jokic is he is that Denver Nuggets team, right? Oh, There's yeah. nobody he really is, else be around He's truly what you would call a most valuable player. And that's, yes. the most and, valuable player thing though is so skewed, but I'll let you continue. Well, that's also what I wanted to talk about is when you talk about most valuable player, and again, this is in every sport, You there's people who vote for it in like three different ways, but the two ways that, that most people vote for it in the kind of sense of the word is what is a most valuable player? Does it mean the best person in the league at what they do? Or does it mean the person that is most valuable to their team, where if you took that player off their team, their team would be way worse without them on it, right? Yeah. Like that's and, 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 and if the that's discussion. the case, if that's the case, I my vote, if I had one, would go to Jokic. Thank you. Yeah. So it's because he because he is that as you said, he is that team. You take him out of there, what are they? Yeah, exactly. And he also, I mean, the Nuggets, now see, here's here's the the argument against him. Oh, you see me? It's literally the game last night against the Raptors where uh, on the NBA subreddit, there was just one guy going off like crazy. Hold on one sec. I love this. I love that. My, so while you deal with that, uh, my wife and kids, they're out of town. Right now, uh, they're on uh, spring break in California, you know, just living life. And uh, so I've had a very easy, wonderful day today. And I was just, I had my dogs, as you kind of saw one of my dogs. I was <laughs> loving them. Right. I'm back. Love stuff. Oh, well, I'm, I'm still going to continue. So, yeah, it's been great. And then, yeah, you still got BJ over there dealing with this, <laughs> his child. This is fantastic. <laughs> uh, wait, is my, is my kid getting up? I don't know. Who cares? It's not here. Now, now the reason uh, the argument against Jokic in this context is like many superstars, he's not the only one, like many superstars, he gets all his attention and focus on offense. He plays almost no defense. The, and the It's the Harden situation, game, yes. The Raptors game last night, which is a game I watched, I mean, he was literally just standing right under the rim and letting people lay up on him, letting people dunk on him. If you go to the NBA subreddit right now, there's a Sixers fan who is just showing every play from that game is a different post about how Jokic plays no defense whatsoever, which again, if defense is your thing, or if you want to compare him to Joel Embiid, who is my number one pick on this list, which is uh, he is averaging uh, 33.4 points per game. He's also got great defensive stats. He's one of the uh, better centers in the league, uh, you know, like under the basket rebound guy. He would be my pick. I'm also biased because I'm a Sixers fan, but I really think Embiid and uh, Giannis do more for their team on both sides of the field, a, offense and fair, defense. Totally fair, fair thing. Yep. 
then Jokic, and again, if we're just going recency bias, which I feel like that's one of the biases people always have because I feel like in all MVP races, you vote more for the guy who has a better end to the season than the guy who has a better start to the season, right? That's just, I feel like, human nature. But the Nuggets right now are 5-5. Five and five. They just got blown out by the... Uh, the the Raptors, who in the East are uh, ninth right now, so they just they're the number one seed in the West. Just got blown out by the ninth best team in the East. And the East, we have the Bucks in their last ten, going eight and two with a fifty and ninety record, and the 76ers going seven and three with a forty five and twenty two record. The Sixers are also only three games back of the second seed. So if you literally, the end of the season has the Bucks first, Sixers second, and then there is a real possibility, a very real possibility that the Kings, the Sacramento Kings finish as the number one seed in the West. I feel like that's the, uh, if that happens and the Nuggets finish second or third behind the Kings, and then the Bucks and Sixers, Sixers finish one and two one in the two. East with better records. I really do think uh, – I don't think Giannis would get it. I do think Joel Embiid would get it. And that's kind of who I'm rooting for, obviously, because of a Sixers. Well, I mean, that would be justified 100%. And, and I think you're right. Like, yeah, if the Nuggets don't make the number one spot, then, yeah, 100%. Then, then you got to just take him out of the equation. You, you got to give it to one of the other two guys. So the Kings play 10 more games. They're they're kind of on a murderer's row right here. Interestingly enough, though, the Nuggets' final game of the regular season is against the Kings. So it's Kings-Nuggets, April 9th, the last regular season game for both. So that if it comes down to whoever wins that game is the number one seed, I feel like that'll be one of the most important, if not the most important game of the season, obviously before we go into playoffs. But yeah, NBA, in terms of other standings, let's switch to that real quick and then we can get out of here. Uh, yeah, like I said, Nuggets are what, first. You got something going on? You have like a kid yelling at you or something? <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah. Uh, but uh, in the Western Conference, really the only thing that changed from uh, what I thought would be is first off the Kings kind of surging with an eight and two in their last 10. That's fucking unbelievable. The other one is the Warriors going seven and three. I said, I don't know why the fuck everybody was counting out the Warriors, even though they have like one of the worst road records of all time. They still are basically almost a guaranteed win at home, which is fucking crazy. So when they get in the playoffs, again, they're one of the teams I would not want to face because they've been there so many times before. If anybody can write that ship, it's going to be one of the teams that ha- has been the most dominant for the past decade, right? Uh, the But the big disappointment, the Suns are kind of middling right now at four, but obviously they're missing Durant. They're going to be a much better and deadlier team when playoff time comes uh the clippers timberwolves thunder again they're almost 500 so they have great games they have bad games almost you know at a 50 50 shot you don't know which one you're gonna get the mavericks however 
three and seven in their last 10. They've been missing Kyrie. Everybody, everybody said, oh, they don't play defense. So you're going to have to score 130 and hope they can, you can hold the other team to 129. The issue is they're scoring like 90 points a game. So with no defense and only putting 90 points up, I had high hopes for the Suns and Mavericks. Uh, high hopes. <laughs> yeah. I do still feel like the Suns can stay right around that three, four, five seed. I feel like the Mavericks, they're about to be overtaken by the Lakers, who again have also gone seven and three in their past uh, 10 games. And what makes the Lakers dangerous is they don't have LeBron James right now. Anthony Davis is absolutely going off. And since the trade deadline, they're the number one defensive team in the league. Well, he so got, he got rid of the, the again, the, the parasite of their team and they're crushing yeah. it now. So uh, right now, if I had to pick a team out of the West, I really do think I'd go with Nuggets, Kings, shockingly, uh, Suns, Warriors, or Lakers. Like those would be my five. I think, I honestly think the Lakers or the Warriors could beat the Suns, Kings, or Nuggets in a series. Again, because I just don't trust the Nuggets. Who knows what the Kings are going to be when it gets playoff time. And then the Suns, again, they're going to have Kyrie or uh, Durant coming back from injury. So if you can get, if you can sweep them real quick before he gets into rhythm, or maybe he comes back and he's not as great as he once was, like there's a lot of ifs there. However, in the East, Am I starting to believe in the Sixers again? Yes, Casino. I am just so they can rip my heart out in the playoffs again. Just like the like Eagles they usually did. Do. <laughs> yeah, basically. Right when I start believing in them. But uh, the Nuggets and Sixers and then what again. The, and what the Phillies did for you and all the teams. Yo, man. It's just... great being a Philadelphia sports fan. <laughs> it's great. Um, but... Um, the, the Nuggets and Sixers, again, great surge at the end of the season. They're rising up the ranks. The Nuggets, not so much. I'm more talking about the Sixers in that uh, perspective, but the Nuggets are still number one. I don't give a fuck what you do during the regular season. I need to see what Jokic and Harden do in the playoffs before I can put any faith in either of them. Uh, Celtics, five and five in their last uh, 10 games. I don't know. They started off so hot. I feel they're, like they're, they're kind of coming just, back down to earth. Yeah, they're just getting rid of the bugs. They'll be better. <laughs> uh, so the they're Bucks, losing their games I, now. That's it. I really do think the Bucks are almost like you can just pencil them into the NBA Finals. I don't think anybody can beat them in a uh, in seven-game series. So they would be my pick in the East. I do think the Cavaliers, the Knicks, the Nets – they're kind of in that range where it's like, I don't trust them at all. I don't think they can, uh, maybe they can win one series. I don't think they can win two, but I do feel like they'll still be fun to watch. And then, yeah, those are kind of all the teams I have, uh, I have hopes for really the only teams that are kind of catching fire late in the East are bucks, Sixers and Knicks. And again, I don't know what to make of the Knicks, the Sixers, I have to see in the playoffs. And then the Bucks. I think, can basically write their ticket into the NBA Finals. So West is definitely more interesting than the East, as it has been the past, what, decade? But yeah, that's all I got for uh, NBA Casino. 
You uh, any other sports before we can head out of here? No, I think we're good. Um, so we didn't get to say at the beginning of the show. How you been? Uh, I mean, besides my kids ruining two podcasts in a row, pretty good. Pretty good. Fair pretty enough. good. Yeah, I'm just yeah. tired. Yeah, so Have tired. Hit- yeah. How are you feeling? I feel so much better now. I finally, I, my entire family has gone past the the whole what thirty viruses that have hit Vegas, and yeah. literally everybody's had one. Thirty <laughs> divided by ten. There's literally been three different viruses that everybody's had in Vegas. Either one is a stomach little stomach flu, where you, you're puking for an entire day, and then that's yeah. it, and then you're fine after that. Um, one is one was just like a, a body ache, uh, nasal situation, and the other one was like a bronchial thing that hit Ugh. everybody I know has had one of those three. No, not all together, none of them have had it together. Everybody's just had one of those three at one time so far. And you know uh, what I like to do, Casino, when I'm laying uh, with a virus or not in bed, whether I'm tired or sick, I like to go to YouTube. And when I go to YouTube, I usually check out. Uh, the only sports podcast YouTube channel where you can get exclusive clips of this show that we don't put on the podcast only on the YouTube channel. That's what I like to watch. I don't know about you, but that's what I like to watch. Yeah. <laughs> that was Fair a good enough. commercial. That was <laughs> good job. <laughs> and then also, uh, we'll post a picture as the uh, the podcast uh the podcast picture on our YouTube page for the next episode, not this one, the next one will be of me and you at our friend Keaton's wedding this weekend, oh, which yeah. we are both going to. Yeah, that'll be exciting. And we, all... we both, or will you have your children? Cause I will not have mine. I will not have mine. Mine's staying in uh, Corona. Yeah. California. So we'll have a weekend. Actually, alone. I don't know if that's where she'll be staying. I don't know. She's staying at either the sister and brother-in-law's house, the mother-in-law's house, or uh, the best friend's house, which is in three different cities in California. So, don't know. Don't know which. Don't know which uh, family or friend is going to watch our daughter. Well, because I don't know. I left that up to the wife. She's been in California for the last week uh, since Friday, and I've been slumming it. You know, just just totally ragers all all night and. Um, I've been to a couple. They they were crazy. Yeah, crazy. I mean, it it just typically ends with um, heating up taquitos at night and uh, uh, drinking milk out of the carton. <laughs> you animal party! Actually, animal. It has not it hasn't been milk. It's actually apple juice. I drink the apple juice out of the carton because nobody else in the house drinks it, and I love my apple juice. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we'll be having a kids free filled weekend together. Me and Casino just going on a. Uh, weekend retreat together to our friend Keaton's wedding. Shout out to Keaton on the podcast. He's never wa- he'll never watch this show. Or he will never to watch. This show. But no. we're still getting. I talk him a to shout him. I talk to him wedding. all the time about it, and he's like, "You guys have a sports podcast?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's the only one." Have you not checked it out? And he goes, "I don't know what that is." Huh? Uh, I mean, it's hard explaining podcasts to people. Yes. So no, I just, I there just we don't go. Get it. But I feel like we have uh, met our witty banter quota for the episode, so we can uh, call it quits here, Casino. This has been the uh, Only Sports Podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next week after a beautiful, beautiful wedding trip together. I got my hair cut for it and all. Oh, I'm getting mine tomorrow. 
So that's a very good haircut. Either All I'm right. going to a wedding or I'm joining the military. I don't know which one. <laughs> Maybe a will- military wedding. We don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, until next week, uh, adios. <laughs>